0: You're listening to The Blueprint, brought to you by Executive Platforms. In every episode, we will discuss the topics and trends, the issues and ideas, the challenges and opportunities facing senior business leaders today. This series is one more way we want to engage with our network of industry executives. Thanks for joining us. Well, hello again, everyone. My name is Jeff Mix. I'm Executive Platform's Head of Content and Research. My guest today is Amir Ghanod. Uh Amir's corporate career began at Procter & Gamble, where over the course of 18 years, he held a variety of manufacturing leadership positions in the US, Southeast Asia, and Europe. Uh, He has also served as a plant director at Sunny Delight Beverages Company for eight years, where he led the Atlanta plant operations and the company's workplace excellence efforts before taking on Campbell Soup Company's Global High Performance Organization Initiative for four years. Uh, In 2015, his book, The Transformative Leader, was published, and the following year he transitioned from his corporate career to helming the Ganad Group, a leadership development consulting practice he runs as a family business with his wife, son, and daughter. Today, he is the principal author of the Transformative Leader blog and hosts the Transformative Leader podcast, podcast. Uh, As a registered corporate coach and an accomplished trainer of courses such as Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, The Speed of Trust, DISC, The Five Behaviors of a Cohesive Team, The Mind Gym, and many others, Amir has designed and delivered customized programs that have helped businesses across a wide range of industries achieve their objectives. Uh, I first met Amir in the early days of my career as a conference producer, and he was one of the people I most enjoyed collaborating with as I was learning to put together industry events. Uh, This is our first time reconnecting in something like seven years, and I'm so looking forward to this conversation. Amir, thank you so much for joining me today. My pleasure, Jeff. Great to be here. I want to start off by giving people a little more about you. Uh, You've always been interested in operational excellence and lean thinking, and over the course of your career, you also developed your own philosophy on leadership that combines elements of everything you were doing. Um, Can you walk us through some of your journey? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, You know, I went to school, uh, engineering school. I have a master's in mechanical engineering, and I started my career with Procter & Gamble down in Albany, Georgia. And I was a maintenance manager to begin with. And very quickly, I sort of figured out that I was never going to be as good as these folks who were working in the plant, working, quote, unquote, for me, uh, who had been there for many, many years. And and before I read uh, a single leadership book, I sort of intuitively knew that uh, the value I could bring to the team was to empower them, energize them, support them and be be a barrier buster. So developed an interest in uh, organizational effectiveness very early on in my career. Uh, But I stayed in my manufacturing and supply chain career for 31 years. Um, you know, different countries and, you know, industries and, you know, types of products and that sort of thing. And along the way, I went back to school and got my MBA in organizational effectiveness, you know, coaching certification, I became a professional facilitator and that sort of thing. So I sort of cultivated that part of me that really, you know, I feel like I'm here to do that kind of work, even though I stayed in that uh, business. I think doing that has helped me sort of uh, bring practical solutions practical insights not just uh, sort of some uh, you know theoretical ideas but i've been there done it I've had a lot of challenges. I always tell my clients, you know, bef- before I became this consultant guy, I had a real job just like you guys and that's always uh, uh, you know helpful to have. So and from from there I uh, basically just started my own business uh, about 7 years ago and published a book and you know you know all about that.
0: Well, let's talk about your book, uh, The Transformative Leader, which has the subtitle Boldly Declare, Courageously Pursue, and Abundantly Achieve the Extraordinary. What led you to write the book?
1: well jeff i had been writing uh, little post it notes and you know i had a notebook always writing different things and and i was doing voice notes and i used to always say i was going to publish a book someday and in 2015 my daughter basically had it with me she has been my coach since she was in her uh, mid teens and she's a very very capable coach and she basically put her foot down and said look you know bottom line is you always preach this message of get out there on the court and make it happen, but you haven't really done it with the book. So she took over the project and essentially helped me develop the uh, the outline. Uh, she designed the cover, she got her brother involved in doing some editing work and gave me some uh, assignments. So in 2015, this book was born, uh, The Transformative Leader. Uh, and uh, yeah, and, and it's really been a, a great tool for us in that, it has generated a lot of conversations with our clients and people in over 30 countries in the world. Uh, so, so that's sort of how the, the book came to be.
0: Now, I know you can't boil a book down into just one or two sentences, but what would you say the thesis of the book is all about? What do you hope readers take away from it?
1: You know, the, the feedback that I get from people when they read the book uh, is that they say, I felt like you were sitting there talking to me and you knew exactly what I was dealing with. So the the overall premise of the book is, is not centered on uh, a lot of research and things like that. It really is about practical issues that leaders face as they embark on culture transformation and things like that. And and the basic premise is that there is a transformative leader inside each of us. And sometimes we don't show up that way or we don't feel that way because of uh, these, what I call the uh, hidden saboteurs of success and fulfillment. And and so the, the book, just to briefly tell you, the first part of the book really talks about these characteristics of high commitment cultures versus a traditional culture and what what it takes for leaders to actually create those, what sort of characteristics and mindset leaders need to have in order to create those. And the second part of the book is a, a series of 21 point lessons that apply to really any aspect of life. They're not these are not just business uh, transformation lessons, but these are life lessons that you can also apply to business.
0: Yeah, I believe you and I met during your time at Sunny Delight. Uh, and even then, you were so passionate about sharing what was working for you as a leader. When did you decide you wanted to transition into running your own consulting business with your family? Well,
1: you know, when we met, uh, we had just uh, gone through a, a very painful transformation, if you will. But in retrospect, it was really the best thing that happened to me and many of the people in the plant. We managed together to transform a plant from being the worst in the company to not only delivering the best kpis and setting some records industry-wide relative to safety quality cost and those types of things but literally uh, sort of getting better at life not just getting better at work so it was It was a really great experience for all of us and as I did that within uh, you know my plant as I was involved in that in my plant then I was given additional responsibility for uh, being the what we call the workplace excellence leader for the other sites uh, and working with my peers if you will and at that time I just knew that after I left uh, Sunny D I would want I would not want to take another job. And at some point I would want to start my own business. And here again, uh, one of those things that, that happened was I was gonna do that and Campbell Soup called me and they said, look, you know, basically we are willing to create that sort of job for you so you can do exactly what you love to do, uh, but basically get a paycheck from us. So I did that for about three years for Campbell Soup. And I really developed a lot of skills around being an internal consultant. And at that point, that's when we had published the book. And my daughter's next uh, challenge to me was, look, we need to start our own business and expand our reach. And so she got on my case to go ahead and, and leave. And so the two of us founded the ganat Group. And later, she recruited her brother and her mother as well. And that's how our business came to be. And it has been the most rewarding a ride of of my life has been really an amazing thing.
0: Fantastic. And, And how wonderful that you get to do that with your family. How do you help companies do better and be better? And you don't have to name any names, but could you give us one or two examples of your success stories?
1: Yeah, Jeff, we are a um, boutique firm. Essentially, uh, we don't have a big conglomerate. We don't have these hard and fast sort of systems and processes that you must put in place. We don't do cookie cutter and one size fits all, right? And so, you know, when companies engage us, I've gotten this feedback from them often uh, that they said, you know what, we had this big company come and they had their things and they said, okay, if you do this, it's going to be great but we didn't really get much value. But out of just working with you for a few months, it has really worked out. And let me share with you what the secret is as far as I'm concerned. What we do is we partner with organizations and we fully customize the approach. We kind of work with them to see what's working for them and what is not working for them. And then I partner with their internal champions, sometimes one, two, or three people. Uh, because what I want to do is while I'm there, I want to bring profound uh, you know, value. But when I'm gone, I don't want to be missed. So essentially, my goal always is to not really uh, come across as this is something that we're just bolting on and it doesn't fit, but something that integrates very, very well with what companies have going on. And this has really paid off for us. We've had uh, a variety of uh, clients in different industries, different sizes. I'll just share one example of one that was really um, very, very rewarding uh, for me personally, as I think back about that experience. I um, Yeah, I gave a talk, and the, the president of a company was in there, and then she ended up coming to my workshop and brought me in for a day and then engaged me for three months. And we ended up working for together for two and a half months. And this was a company that essentially uh, was really great at what they did, but they were a bit overwhelmed because they had not developed their systems and they didn't really have the the leadership development uh, in place, leadership capability in place. And so what we did was we worked together. We set a very stretching goal to uh, increase their revenue by 50% over the next five years. And essentially they achieved that within about two and a half years as we were working together. And and this was because the, the bottleneck to the revenue was not the market, but how they were handling things internally. And so we basically worked together on a variety of uh, fronts, leadership development, working on the systems and, you know, capability of the people and, uh, you know, executive coaching, uh, small group conversations, continuous improvement efforts, many, many different fronts. And this was extremely rewarding for for of course, the company financially, but also they, they developed a lot of capability. And one thing that I I hesitate to mention, but I will just say because it, it, it was uh, extremely uh, flattering to me was that the president coined a phrase. Uh, she said, this has been a miracle as in like Amir, a (laughs) call. And and even though I'm very, very clear that this was something that we did together, I was really, really happy that they saw the value
0: that that I brought uh, to the party. Absolutely. And I can only imagine someone who does think about leadership so much, there can't be one cookie cutter I come in, I fix it, you do it exactly my way. You have to understand the people. You have to build that back and forth. So uh, I think it speaks to your philosophy of leadership that that is also how you help businesses. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. A lot of the people who listen to this podcast are senior leaders within their organizations, and maybe they've been listening to this and thinking, oh, he's, he's a, a transformative leader. He's a, a corporate coach. My organization might need some help. What does the experience of getting started look like?
1: Yeah, so getting started with us always starts with a, you know, complimentary uh, discovery call, you know, basically reach out to me on theganatgroup.com or send me a message on amir at theganatgroup.com. And we'll, we, we just talk. And these conversations are uh, never intended to sort sort of sell anybody anything, but like really dig in To what is going on with the organization so we can determine if I am the right person to support the the organization. And in that conversation, and sometimes beyond, you know, we schedule another call, we begin to explore after I get a better understanding of what's going on, begin to explore the different services that we can bring uh, to the, the operation. And typically, what we do is aside from the one off workshops and uh, you know keynotes and things like that that i deliver uh, you know which bring certain value most of my clients now engage with me on over a, a couple of months two to six month period and then we kind of go from there and and typically where it starts is establishing the right base of kind of understanding of a leadership and and self awareness uh, doing the uh, discover the transformative leader within kind of session and then we talk about culture transformation. You know, while there's no finish line to personal transformation, at some point we want to understand what does the culture look like right now. What's working? What's not working? And this is very much a facilitated conversation. And then we we engage uh, in you know working together on different tools. I I uh, bring the DISC, um, the five behaviors of cohesive teams various tools i pull those in as appropriate and in many cases what we find is that the organization is sort of working in silos or there are people who have been promoted into leadership roles without really having any training or coaching in that area so then we go to work on those you know we help organizations that sort of compelling business need that says, okay, this is our goal, and these are our priorities, or we provide specific training and coaching to the leaders so we can elevate them and give them uh, support. And so, essentially, during the discovery period, what we do is We put all of those elements on the table and we say, okay, you know, we can do executive coaching, we can do workshops, we could do, um, you know, business planning and goal setting, we could do all of these things. And then we begin to kind of move things around and say, okay, what really, really is needed in this particular situation?
0: I want to talk a little about your podcast, uh, the Transformative Leader Podcast. Uh, it talks about cultural transformation and corporate coaching. I believe you just passed your two hundred episode mark now. How did that start, and what has it grown into?
1: Yeah, so so the podcast started as just me having a conversation with uh, you know anybody who would be uh, interested. So so uh, we were at the time uh, publishing every week a, a, a blog post, but I realized that some people may want to consume that content uh, in an audio format. So I started a podcast basically, and we put several episodes out by me just kind of addressing certain topics by myself. And then I started getting some requests from people to be on my podcast. And I have no clue how this happened because we never monetized our podcast we never advertised our podcast but somehow it was ranked or is ranked as in the top three percent of all podcasts worldwide and and we uh, basically have all kinds of people that are beating our door down to be on our podcast. So what we did was we took advantage of that. We said, look, you know what, whether they are uh, consultants and experts who basically do the same thing that we do, you know, we have an abundance mentality, we wanna help them get their message across, uh, or they are uh, you know experts uh, who are not consulting but just have something to, to share. And, and so we began to accept guests. So we did a lot of guest interviews and yes, we surpassed uh, 200 uh, episodes. We recently paused the podcast because uh, I moved to Portugal and I wanted to just kind of take a a little break from some of the activities. But we're getting ready to to pick it back up. And we've got a a ton of really, really amazing people that are waiting to get on our podcast. So really excited about uh, getting that started again.
0: Absolutely. You know, I expect you could answer this next question a few different ways. But what is one big idea when it comes to leadership that you want everyone to think about and try to incorporate into their personal and professional lives?
1: Yeah, I think the way I'd like to answer that question is that, you know, while people are looking for a lot of big ideas, I think it's a combination of a, a lot of habits that we should develop, right? Because honestly, you know, I think people are always kind of looking for this one big thing or or what is the research on this and, and all this. And they're ignoring what's right in front of them when, in fact, leadership is not complicated. It's simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. And as I mentioned before, you know, I begin my uh, engagements with my clients by having a conversation that I call Discover the Transformative Leader Within. So before we go out there and and try to transform the culture and all of that, we talk about what are these seven hidden saboteurs that are holding you back from being and showing up as the leader that you are? So if I were to come up with a big idea, I would say start with yourself, right? Start with yourself rather than trying to skip that and say, okay, how can I fix these people? How can I do this? No, let's talk about What is it that I am doing or not doing to transform the culture? And then begin to kind of go through these habits that, that, you know, I'll just tell you a couple of them. First one is start with a transformative vision. You really want to be a great leader, you ought to be able to articulate. A vision that you have, not just, and and I'm not talking about, I make a distinction between change and transformation. Change has to do with solving today's problems, and you better be really good at that. But transformation starts from the future. It says, look, this is the future that I'm going to create. So you better be really good at change, but you better have a transformative vision that you're going for. Otherwise, you're going to play whack a mole with all your problems, right? So this is the first thing. Second thing is, truly take responsibility, accept responsibility for making it happen. If it's to be, it's up to me. Even though you may need other people to participate and and help you, but you've got to accept responsibility. The third habit that we talk about is essentially working inside your circle of influence saying, look, now that you've accepted responsibility, you are not going to be able to do everything that you want to do some things you have control over some things you have influence over some things are outside of your influence and if you spend so much of your time and energy worrying about all those things that you cannot control then you're going to diminish your circle of influence so begin to work inside your circle of influence then we go on to talk about how to challenge your own assumptions because we all drag a whole bunch of things uh, with us from the past and and these assumptions are a combination of facts and stories that we've made up that are holding us back and there are other habits again I won't be, get into all of them uh, but as we walk leaders through these habits they can see that they've been holding themselves back by not really having a clear vision and not truly you know working inside the circle of influence we distinguish between commitment, 100% commitment, you know, 50-50 being conditional and partial commitment and and that sort of thing. So once we do that, leaders really feel uh, empowered and they are become the most powerful version of themselves. And then they are able to go out there and in addition to the tool sets and the skill sets, develop the right mindset to go out and conquer the specific challenges that are in front of them.
0: Just before I let you go, I want to talk about the leaders who have inspired you. Um, Now, again, you don't need to mention anyone by name, but can you tell us about someone you worked for at an early stage in your career who shaped you as a leader? Uh, What did you take away from your time with that person?
1: Absolutely. You know, I I can think of uh, two or three leaders who I absolutely enjoyed working with because they gave me a tremendous amount of autonomy. And they gave me the coaching and feedback that I needed, like straight feedback. But I knew that they were doing it in the spirit of really caring about me. You know, in my book, I talk about uh, the Chick-fil-A lemonade style of leadership. And, and the, the idea here is that a great tasting lemonade has a lot of sugar and a lot of lemon. And Sugar, in this case, says, okay, I care about you. I support you. I want you to be successful. And the lemon represents uh, high standards. It says, you know, I'm willing to kind of really give you some tough feedback. And so I can think of those uh, leaders and the kinds of things that I learned from them in terms of what it takes for me to support uh, the people who are counting on me for leadership. But I have to also say that I've had a few... quote unquote leaders, who really did not set a great example. I I wrote a blog post about this. It's on my website about the things that I learned from the bad leaders, if you will, that I've had. So even from them, I learned something because it was like, okay, I will never do this. I will never embarrass a person in front of their peers by just kind of putting everything out there. And uh, all of that. And so uh, I, I would say even the leaders that I didn't really enjoy working with have added some value to my development in
0: some form or fashion. What a great takeaway. There's a learning opportunity in every experience. So I, I thank you for that. Absolutely. <laughs> For everyone who has been listening to this and wants more, I encourage you all to visit theganadgroup.com. Amir's book, The Transformative Leader, is available in English and Spanish through that website and on Amazon. Uh, And his podcast, The Transformative Leader Podcast, is available wherever you find your podcasts. Amir, this has been so great reconnecting with you, and I'm so glad to hear you're doing so well. I really appreciate your time today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Jeff. You've been listening to another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint Podcast Series. I've been Jeff Mix. Let's do it again soon.